0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, January 19th. Brought to you by Wilkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowley. Here's today's headlines. Filibuster finale. No SCOTUS decision again. And soy forecasts are coming down. End and sight for filibuster fight. Senate Democrats are nearing the end of their internal fight over whether to change the filibuster rules to pass election legislation. The result is not in doubt, given that Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, and Kirsten Semina, the Arizona Democrat, remained steadfast in defending the filibuster. By the way, Senator Chuck Grassley, Iowa Republican, invoking none other than the Farm Bill when he warned reporters on Tuesday about the precedent that would be set by changing the rules now. Five years from now, somebody is going to say, we did it five years ago for voting rights. Why can't we do it for the Farm Bill or something like that? This is going to destroy the only political institution we got in America that forces bipartisanship, Grassley said. No decision on ag cases. It was another week without an announcement from the Supreme Court on two petitions with potentially huge impacts for agriculture. The court's next conference is this coming Friday, and that will be the last one for a month, said Michael Formica, general counsel for the National Pork Producers Council. NPPC and the American Farm Bureau Federation are asking the court to hear a challenge to California's Proposition 12 standards for sow housing. The justices use the conferences to decide what cases to hear. Their decisions are typically announced the following Monday. The other petition awaiting decision involves two Idaho landowners who want the justices to take another look at federal wetland regulation sulfoxifor arguments on tap in ninth circuit a federal appeals court hears arguments today and a challenge to epa's approval of sulfoxifor which environmental groups and beekeepers say harms pollinators the Center for Food Safety, the Center for Biological Diversity, Pollinator Stewardship Council, and American Beekeepers Federation, as well as beekeeper Jeffrey Anderson, are asking the court to set aside the 2019 registration. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals will hear the petition groups, EPA and manufacturer Corteva Agriscience, which sells the pesticide under the brand names Transform and Closer. EPA has asked the court to allow the insecticide to remain on the market while it evaluates the risk it poses to endangered species. A California court ruled last month that the product cannot be used in the state because the Department of Pesticide Regulation did not adequately assess its risk to bees. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this located in washington dc watkinson miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years the attorneys at watkinson miller possess a unique combination of knowledge skills and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the u.s department of agriculture watkinson miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top quality legal services that achieve cost effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. FAS lowers forecast for Brazilian soy harvest. The Foreign Agriculture Service Office in Brasilia has lowered its forecast for Brazilian soybean production this year to just 136 million metric tons. That's 3 million tons below the newly reduced forecast Out of the USDA's Washington headquarters. Both the FAS estimate and the prediction last week released in the USDA's World Ag Supply and Demand Estimate Report are down from the previous forecast of 144 million tons. Excessive dry weather in Brazil's southern states is a large factor in the new lower predictions, but heavy rains in the center and northeast also pose threats to soybean fields, according to FAS and a new report. This could critically damage crops in Matagrasso, Grosso, the largest soy-producing state, and Bahia, another prominent producer, according to the FAS report. In Bahia, torrential rain caused massive amounts of flooding, damaging roads, bridges, and homes, as well as cropland. You can check out this week's Agripulse newsletter for a more detailed look at the impact of the South American harvest that it could have. We also analyze how redistricting could affect the House Agriculture Committee. Selling rice with an iPhone. Two retail stores and four online sellers in Taiwan doubled their sales of U.S. rice over two months during a promotion that offered an iPhone as a grand prize giveaway, along with other prizes such as cooking timers, according to the USA Rice Federation. According to the participating importers, results of the campaign were impressive, Yielding sales of more than 10,000 packages of U.S. rice, more than double sales during the non-promotional period, according to Jim Gwynn, USA Rice Director of Asia Promotion Programs. In addition to medium grain rice, the predominant U.S. import here, one importer introduced U.S. long-grain jasmine rice to local consumers for the first time. The U.S. sold 53,846 metric tons of rice worth $32 million to Taiwan, the 12th largest foreign market for U.S. rice in the first 11 months of 2021. U.S. cherry exports to India set to significantly expand. Count cherries as another U.S. commodity that will benefit from recent talks with India. The two countries have agreed to new phytosanitary protocols that will greatly expand U.S. access to the Indian market, that according to a report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The U.S. sold $600,000 worth of cherries to India in 2021, but sales could reach a high as much as $5 million annually as a result of the new protocols, according to FAS, the office in New Delhi. India also finalized an agreement last week to end bureaucratic barriers that had prevented the U.S. from shipping pork there. The pork and cherry deals were negotiated and agreed upon in November when U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai attended trade meetings in New Delhi. USDA Updating Conservation Standards The Natural Resources Conservation Service is proposing to revise some of its conservation practice standards putting more emphasis on the development of soil organic matter for areas such as historic and archaeological sites that need permanent vegetative cover, for example. The agency mostly is proposing minor changes for clarity in the standards for surface and subsurface irrigation systems, ponds, residue, and tillage management in both reduced-till and no-till systems, and subsurface and vertical drains, among others. The proposal comes with a 30-day public comment period. Here's today's He Said It. West Virginia is rough and tumble. We're used to that, so bring it on. That Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, would asked by reporters about the threats by progressives to try to defeat him in a Democratic primary. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, January 19th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Chap Nally.